Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm here to talk to you about Awaken Conference. Now, Awaken is a young adult gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina from January 31st to February 2nd, 2020. And it's meant to help you recharge your spiritual life and connect with a community that you can grow your faith alongside. Now, this year's presenters include a killer lineup with Caleb Isley of Humans of Adventism and, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few episodes. Kim Cove, a licensed counselor, and Randy Ban, the creative producer at Nike World Headquarters. The keynotes will be brought by Ben Lundquist of the Rise and Lead podcast, uh, a good friend of mine and an amazing speaker. Trust me, guys, you will not want to miss out. And Absurdity will be there. So me and Becker, uh, you get, get to see us if you come out. Uh, would love to come and talk to you. We absolutely think that this is something you're going to want to come and see. Speaking of, if you enter the code Absurdity at awakennc.com, that's Absurdity, A-B-S-U-R-D-I-T-Y, at awakennc.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. We'd love to see you there. This is absolutely something that we support, and we think that Awaken is a part of the growing church movement that we want to see moving forward. Once again, if you enter code absurdity at awakennc.com, you'll get a 10% discount off the initial price. Love to see you guys there. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology. Hey guys, welcome back to Absurdity. This is our Christmas special, and I'm really excited because we did a collaboration with Burn the Haystack. And so we've actually split this episode into two parts. You're currently listening to part two. And part one, if you head on over to Burn the Haystacks podcast, you can listen to it because this conversation or this episode of Absurdity is a direct continuation of that conversation. So if you want to know what we're talking about and and how we got here, then the best thing to do right now is to stop and go listen to Burn the Haystacks side of this episode. And to the Burn the Haystack guys, I really appreciate you guys and and for uh, collaborating together with me on this and unfortunately, Tony couldn't be with us. He was scheduled to be, but something had come up and he had to miss the recording, um, which was sad because when we recorded it, we didn't know. He just didn't show up. And so he talked to me later, but everything was fine. It just something got in the way and he couldn't make it. Um, so a couple times I interject for Tony, but hey, we're really glad that you are listening to Absurdity. We hope that you have a Merry Christmas and a wonderful new year. We can't believe we've made it this far. And we're going to keep on moving forward. We've got some really, really exciting things planned. And I've got some big announcements in the new year. So go ahead and continue enjoying our wonderful Christmas episode with Burn the Haystack. So we've wrapped up talking about gifts. <laughs> got you guys there. Uh, um, uh, what about you. what about sort of um, experiences? And I don't know, maybe your Christmas traditions? Ah. Uh. Christmas traditions. I don't have any. So what have you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Um, No, my family, my family really like, I mean, we had Christmas traditions as far as like getting up on Christmas and, you know, opening gifts. Um, I, because of my impatient nature, like I'm someone that like when I want something, I want it now. I've Mm -hmm. always been that way. I don't know if it's like the case of me being the spoiled 
like youngest child. But mm. oh, you're uh, one of those, are you? I'm also yeah, the youngest like, child. I was always like, uh, if I want something, like I want it now. I have such a hard time saving and waiting for something, and it's always been that way. Mm. Um, in and uh, so yeah, I think I, by my own force of will or sheer willpower, basically instituted a rule into my family over time that we were allowed to open one gift on Christmas Eve. So oh, wow. eventually, I made that family tradition as well because I always knew the gift I wanted the most. I knew its size and shape, and so I knew which <laughs> gift it was, and I never guessed wrong on Christmas Eve. You're the kid who I always hated because my parents yeah. would never let me do that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think we did that one year, but that was because my um, – I think my sister had to go somewhere or something. Uh, that's a likely story. Nah, fair enough. Okay, okay I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> there was some there was some reason we were allowed to do it one year. I think it's because somebody wasn't going to be there for the opening of all the gifts. So they said, okay, everybody just open one now so we can all be a little bit excited while we've got this person here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the first sip, you know, before mm. everything else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's cool. Mm. That's cool. That's pretty good tradition. Pretty self-centered tradition, but pretty good tradition, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't like, you know, I don't got a lot going for me uh, on this one. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's fine. My, my, no. my family were always like really anal, like about everybody has to be all together on Christmas morning. But the problem with my family is whilst they were really anal about that being everybody all being together, they were terrible at organizing themselves to get together at a reasonable time. So we would like gather and it'd be like, oh no, Auntie Sue is off having a shower or, oh no, Uncle Paul is off doing the, you know, rounding up the sheep or whatever. And so we'd be like, oh, okay, well, let's have breakfast. And then after breakfast, somebody else would be away or somebody else would be doing something else. And so I would remember as a child just being so frustrated Mm. by the whole situation that I would get super upset because (laughs) it was like, guys, just all get together all at one time. Let's stop and let's do this because it was like the most important thing. But yeah. I guess the grown-ups didn't really see it that way because they were getting mm. socks for Christmas and I was getting like <laughs> Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I um, Well, there is one more. There's actually one thing that we did every year. Um, and it's actually something I forgot about this, which is dumb because I really shouldn't have forgotten about this. So we're going to get really sentimental here. Um, but my dad would always cook. We, we would always do Thanksgiving meal, but we would do it twice a year. So we would do it Thanksgiving and we would do it Christmas. It was the same exact meal. My dad would always cook it. So for two days out of the year, he would slave away for, you know, six to eight hours in the kitchen and make this, this huge meal for us. And uh, after he passed away, I um, basically a couple of years or about a year or two into college, I went, I missed that meal because <laughs> so I only had it twice a year. And I realized like my whole family was never going to have that meal again, unless one of us learned how to cook it. So, hmm. uh, I learned how to cook it and now I'm the one who does it. Oh. Uh, every this year I'm not doing it for Thanksgiving cause I'm sick. So I couldn't travel down to, to Orlando this year, but for Christmas, I fully intend to go down and, and, and cook that meal. Um, and that is something that we would do every Christmas as well. So basically all morning long, we'd chill, hang out, and then we'd eat and then do gifts and then have the rest of the day to kind of do whatever as far as like play with our toys or, in, you know, enjoy our new gifts, talk, hang out, whatever. So that was kind of that was actually what a, a normal kind of Christmas day looked like for my family. That's actually really oh, beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so cool. 
Yeah, well, got you. Yeah, no. you thought I well, you thought I had nothing because I said I had nothing. But then I remembered. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna like double take us and do something like silly, but then it was actually like really sentimental, and now my heart wasn't prepared for it. So, <laughs> yeah, I came here to laugh, not to feel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm talking about experiences. Uh, that's that's just that's what I got for you. That's uh, what yeah. I got. The Christmas what meal is so key, though. Like I think. Um, oh yeah. Because I mean, for us, I mean, I know a lot of families do a l- really massive Christmas dinner. Um, for the Stuthers household, though, it was always a massive Christmas lunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Sometimes a brunch, sort of depending on it, but yeah, generally it was like a huge lunch, and um, it was kind of almost my mum doing it. And I remember um, the last Christmas I was in Australia. So I was in Melbourne. Um, yeah, so but the last Christmas I had when I was living in Australia. So I should clarify that. Um, I remember my mum, she had something really wrong with her back. And um, she was really like wanting to do the whole Christmas meal thing. But obviously she couldn't because um, she had this huge problem with her back. Had to go for surgery, all this kind of stuff. She could barely walk. And so me and my sister and... Um, yeah, a little bit Danelle, but it was mostly an initiative of me and my sister. We actually got together and we did the whole um, Christmas meal together for everybody and we cooked everything and like laid out the table and it was all at my house instead of being back at my family house. Um, and it was really cool. Like my mum was like crying because she was like, mm. oh, it's so beautiful. You guys make, made all this for us. Um, but it was like a cool little like, wow, like we did this instead this year. That um, is cool. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was nice. But I haven't had a Christmas back home since since then. So This year you will, though? Yeah, this will I will. This Woo! year I will. Very yeah. exciting. Awesome. Yeah. It's very weird to be in another to live in another country other than the, the country of your birth. Because, like, last year it was really interesting um, for, for listeners in the U.S. Uh, I lived in a different city to where Josh lives. Now we live in the same city. But we I actually got a call to come move to this city, Palmerston North, and so on Christmas Eve, uh, my wife and I traveled down from Todonga, the city that we used to live in, um, to, to here. And we stayed with these guys over Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, which was super cool. But it was also super weird because it was like I'd never done a Christmas like that before. Yeah. Our whole house was like just full of boxes and the, the removalists had kind of unpacked like part of our stuff. But then we had to spend like hours like finding things just to have the basics of a household, let alone all the other things that, you know, we needed to make the house a, a, a home, essentially. So we spent Christmas Day with you guys. Uh, then we went over to some other friends, some, some people that we'd actually never met before, which is very strange going over to Christmas lunch for some people that you never met before. Um, mm. It was all vegetarian, which was, oh, maybe not all of it was vegetarian, but I wasn't used to that. Yeah, I was sitting there having flashbacks to that time we had to duck in for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was a whole other level of <laughs> of, of meat eating. Uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. But anyway. that was definitely the strangest Christmas experience. Not the strangest, but the most different. You know, like without the family, no family. It was just me and Karina, and then you guys, and then of course all these other random people, which are not random people anymore. They're people that we know and we love now. But at that time. We'd, we were moving to a new city. We knew a few people, but we didn't know that many people. And so here we were with the, some of the people that we that we knew. We basically just knew you guys really well, you and Danelle, Josh. Mm. And then everybody else was sort of like people that we kind of knew, but then a lot of people that we had no idea. Who are you, you know? Yeah. And that was a year ago almost. That's crazy. Mm. 
it feels like the year's gone quickly, but also so much has happened in that year. So yeah, mm. look mm. at us all feeling all together. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it was a cool, I remember us, because when we hosted you guys that morning, we also hosted two other people who didn't really have family around. Yeah. Three other people? I can't even remember. Who uh, didn't have, no, two other people who didn't have family around. Yeah. So it was kind of a like, all of us were there and none of us had family, but we were all like each other's family. It was actually really nice. Mm. I wouldn't mind doing that again one year. Yeah. But yeah. not this year, because I'll be back in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it, it will be good to be back home again. I always remember growing up that I really liked... I really liked my dad's side of the family more than my mum's side. I love my mum's side of the family, but my mum's side of the family is like Adventist and my dad's side of the family are not Adventist and most of them are not even Christians. So it was always more unpredictable and kind of strange because I was like so immersed in the Adventist culture. So like I remember going to my uncle's place in um, Nelson Bay in uh, uh, just north of Newcastle in, in New South Wales and um, he would like have like, you know, the, like the classic – Australian Christmas lunch is not turkey and chicken and all that sort of stuff like it is in America and Canada. It's seafood, you know, lots of fish and prawns. And of course you have the chicken and everything else. But then I remember all my relatives trying to like feed me prawns and like give me champagne as like a 10 year old and me being like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll have this. And then like my parents swooping in going, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so, oh, I wanted to try all this stuff. I'd never seen this before. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, but yeah, it was my Nana. My Nana was the worst. Um, she's still alive, but um, she was like this 75-year-old lady trying to corrupt poor little Adventist um, Jesse. <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, but yeah. Crack up. But then it was always like um, lunch and then dinner would just be leftovers. Was it the same in your, your household, Josh? Like, oh, yeah. Just the old leftovers. And then like the 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 um, Christmas afternoon zonk where you just like so full, you just sit around watching movies. I, I used to play video games, like playing oh, yeah. Halo with my, my brother on the Xbox and yeah, yeah. all the other. Uh, it was great. I, I, I like associate certain video games and certain parts in video games with Christmas afternoon because they're like, there was such a good time. That's cool. Yeah, I do that, but with Saturday nights because that was when my family used to go to Blockbuster and we would get games and we would rent games and then we would for a week and we would play them ah, for a week. That's so cool. Um, yeah, so that was like that's so I'm the same way, but with like Saturday nights and Sundays because those would be my ma- like main console gaming night days um, when I was a kid. But yeah, same. Now I will say for me though, experience wise, Christmas has actually really changed. Um, now we're gonna get all feely and touchy again. Um, oh but no! We're, this we're on the absurdity side of this, so I'm allowed to do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, we're we're on my show now. So, uh, <laughs> um, which is that one of the things that after so my for for those of you who may not know whether you're burn the haystack listeners or um, people on my end that listen to absurdity, um, so you know cool people. Um, <laughs> get out, <laughs> get out. <laughs> so my, uh, this takes some context to explain, but my sister is nine years older than me. My brother is three years older than me. And, uh, my dad died when I was 17. So I was in my senior year. My sister was married at the time and my brother was in college. And, uh, basically what ended up happening after he passed away was that we didn't have any real time to grieve as a family. And it turned into basically everyone processing individually because everyone was living their own lives. Like my sister had moved out, was with her husband. 
my brother was in college and kind of focused on his future. And my life was like, this is my senior year. I'm trying to decide where I'm going to college. I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do and where, you know, what's going to happen. And so uh, everyone just kind of, and then my mom got cancer two months later. Um, And we had to then all buckle down for that fight. But once again, everything was always processed kind of individually. Not a lot, a whole lot of family meetings, not a whole lot. It was just, you know, we all gathered together at the hospital for mom's treatments, whatever, which my mom is still alive. She's beaten cancer three times. So my mom was was awesome. Um, But uh, what's basically resulted now is this weird kind of, I I don't want to say tension that exists, but like getting together as a family is always awkward because I think what happened was we kind of forgot how to be together again. Um, And so the last several years have, have really been me trying to figure out like, how do I act? How do we do this? Um, and that that's transparency from my end. Um, just in saying that, cause like that, that, that is the one thing like going, going home for Christmas is always a great thing. But I also know there's a lot of people listening to this that may not have that experience at all. And so I share mine, you know, with the understanding that, Hey, I can level with you. Like it's definitely not mm. perfect at all. Um, and you know, there is tension, there's awkwardness. Some, sometimes I actually dread it. Um, you know, I, I, until I'm there, once I'm with my family, it's, you know, I'm, I'm okay again, but knowing that the picture is always slightly incomplete and knowing that, yeah, we, we kind of forgot that togetherness and, and lost sight of it. Like that's hard to recapture. And, um, so to anyone out there who is, you know, feeling bad or feeling miserable about anything regarding Christmas this year, like you are not alone, you are loved and you are cared for and valued by God. And, you know, we love you as well. We hope that you listening to this conversation can help with a little bit of that as well. Um, but I want you to know that, yeah, you're definitely not alone in what you're going through. Amen. So, yeah, Amen. that's where I am. Sorry, I got preachy there, but I, yeah. I always, I always remember that there's, there's someone that doesn't always connect with the super happy stuff. So that was, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's real though. I mean, like my, my parents are divorced and that really changed the shape of Christmas, obviously. Because now it's mm. not we all get together for Christmas. It's like I have to now sort of do Christmas with my mum and then Christmas with my dad and it's like two separate things. And it's, yeah. I mean, it is it is awkward. Like it, it really changes it and can make you feel a little bit almost, yeah, I don't know, almost misplaced. It's like where do I fit in anymore? Like I just, I would kind of, and there are definitely times when I just wish could go back to when I was a kid and, and it was all just together and easy, you know, whereas now I have to really, I have to be deliberate about how I spend my time with my family yeah. around Christmas. Um, and I'm sure there are many people listening who have a similar experience to that. Um, now I just, yeah. I, I, I want to point out, well, hold on, Jesse, do you have anything to add to this real quick? Um, yeah, look, my my parents are still together, and and I haven't lost any of them, so I count myself extremely lucky in this in this scenario. But look, my family, I don't know. It's one of those. I think it's like a white people thing. My family, <laughs> hear me out. Okay. Hear me out here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that as a precursor, <laughs> to be honest. I'm not racist, but <laughs> no, like I, I'm my my wife Karina. She's Mauritian, um, so. Mauritians are like super like, um, look, I'm generalizing here, but they're super family oriented. They're super, you know, um, open with their emotions and, and they're very, very um, nurturing and warm for the most part. You know, like obviously there's exceptions in every case, but her family is like super close and like they, they talk every day. And, and my family, 
I don't. I talk to my family once every little while and I guess that sort of comes with being uh, far away from them but also probably partly comes from me being a bad son or a bad brother in some in some cases. Like I don't probably make as much effort as, as I should. Um, but when it comes to, to Christmas, there is definitely that set that as you grow older, that element of growing apart a little bit and then when you come back, you kind of remember how things used to be. So there's sort of that nostalgia in there and I think maybe – my family does try to recapture that nostalgia um, of when we all used to be together at one of my grandparents' place, whether it was in Western Australia or in Sydney, and um, the the whole happy family. And it's just not like that anymore. It's not this like we're not the kids, you know, mum and dad can just tell us what to do and we'll do it. We're kind of like in uni or working, you know, and we're sort of everything's kind of different and there are, there are wives and 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 partners in the equation and that definitely changes the the dynamic because like you know like my brother is not going to be at christmas this year because he's going down to melbourne to be with his wife's family for christmas mm. and then they'll be back and then we get to hang out with them after then so everybody's not all together all the time and then we have to pick and choose which spouses or which parents which parent-in-laws we have to go to and so there's that whole juggle in there so yeah, I, I I do count myself very lucky to um to have my both my parents and in the picture and all that sort of stuff. But that doesn't mean that things aren't sort of awkward sometimes. But yeah, yeah, I, I got a lot to be hmm. thankful for. We uh, my friend group Tony and I uh, are part of a, a a group of about four of us that are super close. We have a group chat that's always going, and um. We have a nickname that I can't share on the podcast, but uh, it's pretty great. But oh, the thing about the the thing about the friend group is that all of us have had something absolutely terrible happen to us, except Tony. Ooh. So Tony's life is like picturesque and perfect by compare. Like I just had a bunch of tragedies that you just heard of. Another friend had you know something terrible happen to him emotionally. Another one had something life threatening happen to her, and then there's Tony. <laughs> like and, it, and we always make fun of him for like uh for having it all together basically for having everything perfect and everything great so uh jesse that gets to be you uh today Thanks, and because 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 tony's not here uh <laughs> yep. but now tony uh, is causing that hurt to more people by not showing no. up for the podcast today. yeah that's true that's too bad unfortunately i yeah. feel i just feel so bad about this um <laughs> terrible really <laughs> it is tragic it is tragic listen, really listen this this is why tony's not on the branding you know he's has a really shown full commitment so True. he's expendable That's, he's expendable yeah. he's gonna go through guests you know like over and over uh, guest That's guest true. uh hosts and all that sort of stuff so let's let's do this for for i guess the little bit of time that we have left here um what is uh do you have like a horror story around like cr- christmas at church any church horror stories or worst experience or even best experience? I thought with best experiences too. Mm. I think we've all been part of that uh, Christmas pageant that goes horribly oh, wrong. Oh no. You know, yes. where the, uh, the, the baby Jesus pulls out or, you know, sort of does a little bit of a uh, present in their, uh, their nappy whilst everybody's singing or that, that one choir director who just flips out and uh, does, does stupid things. I um so last year uh for the last two years rather 
I was part of this church in Todonga, New Zealand, that um, have done uh, Road to Bethlehem. I don't know if that's ever gone to America, Ryan. It started in Melbourne. Um, no, I don't. I don't know that I've heard of that. All right. So basically, what it is, it started in Melbourne, and it's a Christmas pageant that spread over the course of. Uh, a weekend or a long weekend, usually. Is pageant the right word? Uh, what? How would you describe it then? <laughs> it's like a walkthrough. Like you, okay. you walk. Th- yeah, you, they basically oh, set is it up like a walk through Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go through basically the story of of um, Jesus's birth, and you go to all these different little stations from Nazareth and like, to Jerusalem. Yeah, it's like Herod's unfolding palace. narrative that you're sort of walking through and being a part of. It's super like high commitment, sort of very like we had like you know two or three hundred volunteers to make it happen um so it's super high commitment basically the whole church sort of rallies behind it so we just smash out like for the 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 month beforehand and like the especially like the two weeks beforehand the church is just like absolutely nose to the grindstone and so Last year, uh, my wife Karina was the choir director because at the, at the very end, uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't gone through uh, Road to Bethlehem, the very last scene is um, the Bethlehem stable scene uh, with Mary and Joseph and little baby Jesus in the manger and there's animals and there's you know an angel choir at the end. And I was in the angel choir and we sung... Um, one of the, it's like the chorus of Agnes Day. Mm, that's the same one they sung in Melbourne. Yeah, it's amazing. I think I think we're legally required to sing that song. <laughs> I, something like that. It's like Alleluia, yeah, yeah. Holy, yeah. Anyway, so we <laughs> sung that like I don't know how many times we sung it, at least two hundred times or something like that over the course of yeah, because it's like what like twenty five run throughs and you do it for a whole week or something, pretty much. So it ends up being like so at the end of the of, of the um of the week we just absolutely despise that song and every time i hear that song come on the radio or come on like the spotify shuffle playlist or whatever i just like cringe because i'm like oh i cannot hear that song anymore <laughs> it was just wow. too much it was just too much but on the whole a beautiful experience a beautiful experience um hmm. yeah i hmm. like it Except for you know, obviously the song that you can never hear ever again. Yeah, I mean it's a um, it's a sacrifice. I, I love you, knowing that not, fact. I'm going to abuse that knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm that way. I'm that way about Fireflies by Al City. Never oh, play that song around me. I can't stand that song because it was blasted on the radio and everywhere nonstop for like three months. Yeah, fair I enough. I could not escape it. I love the rest of that album by mm. Al City. Love the entire never, and I loved that song too. I've never listened to any of the other of that other album. You should listen to that for that first album is amazing. I love yeah. that album so much. Nice. Uh, not really a winter album though, more of a summer album, summer spring album. But well, here's a fun a fact album. for you, Ryan. I mean, it's actually summer here in Christmas. We have hot Christmases, and that's you guys true. Have... That's true because everything that... is backward. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Australians. I mean, we're upside down. You know, so yeah, that's true. That's so we've never had a white Christmas except for when it's so hot that there's bushfires and then there's all the white smoke in the air. So that's about as white as our Christmases get. I've heard or, legends. You know, if you're at Jesse's house. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 True, yeah. That that one one took a second, didn't it? Yep, good one. That's clever. Good on you, Ryan. 
Um, I have heard I have heard legends that there was somewhere in Victoria that once received snow on Christmas Day. I don't believe that for a fact. It was like the snowfields. What's the snowfields in Victoria? Bulla. Mount Bulla, Bulla. or uh, Mount Kosciuszko. That's not in Victoria. Oh, That's no, sorry, 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 sorry. What's, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um Man, okay, let's just stick anyway, with Bula. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that we haven't even realized. Like, we should have been talking about this whole time. The fact that we have 35-degree Christmases. That's Celsius, Ryan. Not Celsius. Yeah, I know, not I, your I, gibberish. I know, I know. And you have 30-degree Fahrenheit Christmases. Well, that's not true, actually. Last yeah. year, I was I walked around my neighborhood on Christmas Day in shorts and a tank top in Florida, and it was like 85 degrees outside Fahrenheit. Um, I have no idea. Is that because Wait, Florida? Because like Florida is like the most. <laughs> is Florida like the most southernmost state of of the no, US? No, it's actually it's it's not the most. It's not the southernmost state, but it is. Okay. It is that like it is very hot. Um, it's like tropical. It it, yeah, it doesn't snow in Florida. Like it, it'll actually it snowed on the north side of Florida before, but it doesn't really snow like in where I'm from in in central Florida. What uh, state borders Florida to the north? Georgia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, but that's, that's, Celsius. that's, yeah. See, so pretty close to you guys, mm. 29 degrees Celsius. There you go. That um, is pretty good. Like that's probably what you would probably expect to a good summer's day here in New Zealand because it doesn't get super hot, but it, it can get quite hot. Nothing compared to yeah. Australia though. But there's no ozone layer here because they broke it. So that mm. the sun that does come it. through absolutely destroys your skin. Mm. This is oh, true. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. That sounds ter- I can't believe we I can't believe it took us an hour and 13 minutes into this recording. <laughs> we just to discover. We're just so entrenched in our world that we didn't even realize. It's true. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's cool. Um well, I think I think this is a decent place to kind of bring this to a close. Wait, wait. I uh, have one I have one fantastic Christmas Oh, I'm legend in. for you guys, okay? So right, when I used to, I used to, when my mum was studying theology to be a pastor, we used to live in um, a place called Kernbong, which is, oh no, sorry, we used to live in Bonnells Bay, which is next to Kernbong. So that's where like Avondale is, our Adventist university in Australia. Otherwise known as Seabong. Yep. Or The Bong. Or uh, there's, there's also Avondale Village, which is also just known as The Village. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah they like they graffitied over the sign so it looks like it just says da village it's really great it's it's extremely what we would call bogan what you would call redneck oh yeah okay there you go that makes sense um yeah okay so what we used to have down there and they do it in other places too but on on christmas day um all the kids like kind of in the what early afternoon we would all run out onto like the streets, basically, not like onto the roads and die, but just no, like out to the road <laughs> and stand around. Good, good, good uh, qualifier. Because there. yeah, well, you know, you gotta. I don't want people to. People have weird perceptions of Australia. Okay, I need to like correct all of it as I go. <laughs> and that's where the brown snake got me. Okay, <laughs> this is like that anal- that farm analogy we saw in that Facebook chat the other day. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay, Correct. to all of the American listeners, okay, if you got this is a side note. If you ever hear that in like farmers in Australia, they don't put up fences, they just have watering holes. <laughs> and then the cows just stay around the watering holes and we don't need fences. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard and it's not true in any part of Australia. Even our desert parts, it is not true, okay? Please, we are not uh, anyway. That makes okay. you really angry, man. I was just gobsmacked that anybody <laughs> thought it was true. <laughs> anyway. I think whoever made that has probably never been to a farm before. Yeah. They've never seen a cow. 
Okay, all right. So back to my story. Okay, so all the kids would run out to the road um, because in the afternoon, every single Christmas, all the fireys or the firefighters, um, they would actually all come out and dress in like this super summery Santa Claus outfit where he's like got like a red sombrero and like a red singlet, but then like the normal <laughs> Santa Claus pants. Mexican Santa. <laughs> wow, well, I don't know. Summer Santa. Nice. Uh, but they would still have the beard, but then they'd have like the, the bogan kind of sunnies. Oh, sunglasses. I don't know what you guys abbreviate it to there. Or if you do abbreviate shades? it. Shades. It shades. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and then they would get a, a whole fire truck and they would sprinkle water off the top on all the kids and throw out bags of lollies every single Christmas to all the kids in the neighborhood. Wow. It was amazing. I've never experienced that and I feel super jealous. Yeah. What? I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can, Ryan. I mean, just become a firefighter. Yeah, just become a firefighter in Australia. Oh, okay. Yeah, no Easy. problem. Easy. Yeah. Duh. Done. <laughs> right. Done. Yeah, that was. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. So uh, every year, my sister and I would watch the Nightmare Before Christmas on Christmas Eve, and then on Christmas <laughs> afternoon, we would go out and get lollies from the Santa Claus firefighters in the blistering heat. I uh, never had watched that movie before until I watched it at Josh and Danelle's place last year. Because it's, it's still a part of my Christmas tradition. Yeah. Nice. I can attest to that. Nice. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me, there was another thing that I did every Christmas, but it wasn't on Christmas Day. It was like the very beginning of December. But Santa would ride around my neighborhood in a, in a, in a fire truck, on the top of a fire truck. He would go down every single street in my neighborhood and he would throw candy out and you just go out to the edge of your driveway and get candy. And I thought about this recently and i went how did no one ever get hurt because like he threw hard candy out it's not like he was throwing like <laughs> sticks of gum out like you're like raining down jolly ranchers and hershey's kisses and like they're just like coming down on you and you're like a five-year-old getting candy um i don't know how no one ever got hurt or like had an eye kind of like you know gouged out by uh, airborne candy but hey man you, i got was- a lot of free candy it was fine with me it was the 90s, man. You know, things were simpler back then. <laughs> wow. You lost an eye from Santa throwing candy. You didn't complain. No, <laughs> you, just, you just... Why would you? You got candy from Santa. I forgot that you guys call it candy. It gets me every time. Wait, what do you... What do you wait, wait, what? Lollies. That's a difference? Lollies. We call them lollies. Period. Period. I thought you were literally talking about lollipops. No, no, no. lollies. Sorry. Lollies. Just lollies. No, yeah. like straight up. I'm learning this. I did not know this. <laughs> Sweets, sweets or lollies. That's basically what we call them, sweets or lollies. What is, what is wrong with everyone else other than me? <laughs> True. This is like the first time I went to a store and I always refer to like grocery carts as carts and, um, and someone referred to them as a buggy near me because northerners uh, call them buggies and i was okay, like that's weird that's, that's weird, weird. I, I was like what is what are, what are you not even who are you what are you i i kind of accept cart as a like a term yeah but, i could do cart yeah. but we definitely know them as trolleys they're just they're trolleys well See, actually can, and even that's fine with i can i can understand that too that's fine Here's a weird one though the signs here in new zealand instead of saying trolleys they say trundlers have you seen yes. that? I find that weird. That's true. They call them trundlers, but I don't think anybody actually calls them trundlers. No, everyone just... here calls them trolleys, but the signs say trundlers. Yeah, I've we're literally... really we're really going out on a strong note. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I love yeah. it though. Uh, for all the heavy stuff that I, that, you know, we talk about on both of our podcasts, I love that we were able to do something that was way more lighthearted. Yeah. We yeah. had a couple serious moments, but I, I just, I really appreciate that you guys are in this space alongside me and, you know, really cool that we've connected and, um, and thanks for doing this like mega sode, mega episode, um, love it together. Abs- the absurdist stack lives on. <laughs> Well, we miss Tony, but I yeah, I'm super grateful that we could do this, especially around such an awesome um season as Christmas. Thank you, Ryan. Um I think you guys you guys dive so much deeper into the politics side of things than than we do. So I think it's really great to be able to have your voice um within Adventism and also for everybody else who listens to your podcast who just loves your voice. I think that's a that's an awesome thing to have. So yeah, thank you, dude. And thank you, Tony. Cool. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Hopefully one day all four of us can do an episode together. One day. One day. Maybe yeah, for I, Easter. It'll happen. Ooh, yeah. there you go. There's an idea. We got uh, we're absurdist stack holidays. That's a thing now. We've oh, just yeah. made it a thing. Yes. And maybe maybe one day we can do it all four of us in person. Oh, that That's would be the dream. legendary. Oh my Patreon.com slash absurdity podcast. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, awesome. That'd be cool. I would do it. Well, cool, man. Thank you guys so much for doing this. And um, I guess I, I don't know how to sign this off because I'm going to do an outro later. But uh, yeah, this has been awesome and really excited for the next time that we get to do this. Can I do it? Can I do an absurdity stack sign off? Yes, do it. That is Josh Ryan and Jesse out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was so good. I All was right. tempted to say, and not Tony, but then I was like, oh, oh you should. Oh. I can redo it if you guys want. But I mean, I think? haven't stopped recording. Oh, okay. We're still recording. recording. Okay. All right. Okay. That is Josh, Ryan, Jesse, and not Tony. Out! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's going great. So there's a conversation with Burn the Haystack. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Absurdist Stack Christmas special. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find us on iTunes or any podcasting app, you can just search Absurdity with Ryan Becker and you can find us there. Uh, We're on Spotify as well. And if you do follow us on iTunes, please, please, please leave a review. If you want to get in touch with us for comments, questions, or feedback, you can find our information in the episode description and the show notes, as well as a link to Burn the Haystacks podcast. Guys, we really appreciate you. We, We really want your Christmas season to be blessed and to be as happy as it possibly can be. But we also know for some of you that that can be difficult. So know that we at Absurdity are praying for you and we are grieving with you if that is your situation. If you do want to donate to Absurdity, you can find us at patreon.com slash absurdity podcast. We appreciate every dollar that comes in. It helps keep the, light, keep the lights on in here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Without you, there is no absurdity. We love you and we will see you next week. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology.